This is Let's Talk to Lucy, starring Lucille Ball. A very warm welcome to you all. I'm Gary Morton, and now, let's talk to Lucy. Hi, this is Lucy. Again today, I'm talking to you from backstage at the Alvin Theater in New York City, and I'm speaking with Miss Tammy Grimes. Tammy is starring in High Spirits, and I think this is one of the greatest shows in New York. I just wanted to ask Miss Grimes, who was a little hard to track down, a few questions. I understand she doesn't like to talk about herself too much, but uh, maybe we'll get a few surprising answers. Tammy? What? I want to know, um, between the unsinkable Molly, which I thought was one of the greatest performances I ever saw, the most outstandingly different performances that I ever saw, First of all, why did, you, why did you quit doing Molly? You quit much before they wanted you to. No, no. Actually, I didn't lose, because I went on the road for about seven months. I played about 1,800 performances. Oh, you mean you fulfilled your contract? Yeah, well, I went on the road. What I meant is you quit before the audiences wanted you to. <laughs> well, maybe. But about two and a half years, that's enough. It sure is. I know. I, I, I only had to... Uh, sort of live with that regimentation once, and it almost killed me. Didn't we both sprain our ankles at the same time? Oh, yeah, we had all kinds of things that were matching uh, misfortunes. But in physical shows like this, I guess it's inevitable. I, I just couldn't keep up. I don't know how you managed. Uh, you, uh, you came out in much better condition than I did. However, I love the stage. I just adore it. I even do my television show in front of an audience. But to tie yourself down for any length of time, like you have to in Broadway shows, is a little difficult for me because I have so much work to do in, on the California coast. Yeah. Anyway, the flying that you are doing in this show is just marvelous. And I do quite a bit of flying in my show. So as one flyer to another, <laughs> <laughs> I'm a little interested in, in how you do it so uh, easily. Uh, is that a special new kind of flying belt that you're wearing. I think every Peter Pan should know about this. I think that those those harnesses that you wear, mm -hmm. the one that I use is, um, they kind of took out a lot of padding and made it lighter. I know it's lighter than Mary Martin's was. Mm -hmm. Hers was a bit heavier and a, and a bit more cumbersome. Her costume was different, so it would cover yes. the hook and the harness and the whole thing better. But mine is pretty well shaved down. Yes, I couldn't detect it at all, so I was really intrigued. I, I kept looking. I said, she doesn't have time to change it as she flies back and forth and makes appearances without it. I couldn't figure out how you did it. Well, anyway, you do a great flying job. You have a very sturdy man on the uh, flying yes. apparatus downstairs. We, you sort of put your life in He's, his hands every yes, night, don't I, you? I come in every night and I say, hello, Charlie. <laughs> and yes, sir. Check up on him. Yes, good um, old Johnny. <laughs> yes. yes, keep him happy. How many times do you fly? Oh, I don't know, four or five times a year, probably. We do a bit of flying out there, and my my belts have been getting smaller. <laughs> <laughs> what a discussion. You know, I met uh, an original, not the original, but an original Peter Pan the other night, a lady who has been practically in seclusion for about 15 years. I don't know if you uh, ever met Jean Arthur, Really? I went up to Carmel on the Monterey Peninsula in California and visited Miss Jean Arthur in one of the most beautiful little homes I have ever been in. And we talked at length. I was intrigued no end. We're trying very hard to get Miss Arthur to come back and make some pictures and join us again. 
How long did she do Peter Pan? I don't know, but she did it on the New York stage some years ago. Yeah. I remember seeing her, and it was a great performance. I have no idea how long she did it. I remember that she was a, a remarkable actress. Yes, and a great comedian. Yeah. Do you like doing comedy? Yes. Do you prefer? It's all I think I can do. I. It's not that I prefer it as an audience, but I prefer it as an as an actress. Yes. Well, I don't think I can do. Well, you've done the other, haven't you? Drama. Mm, not really. It's kind of half and half. Where are you from, Tammy? Boston. Boston. Yes. You sound like you're from a foreign country most of the time. Well, you don't sound like that's not a Boston accent. It is, too. Is it really? Kennedy's really, you know, the Kennedy family is one kind of Boston accent, and then mm. there's another kind, the kind that I talk, but we both sound like foreigners. Oh, it's marvelous. I really enjoyed uh, your rendition of uh, Home Sweet Heaven, Heaven the other night. Oh, what a song, and you really did it the other night. You swung into that <laughs> like crazy. Yeah, it's probably mad at something, I see. Oh, really? Does yes. that make a difference? I was very mad about singing. I didn't know what it was. Does that it? make you sing better? Mm. <laughs> yes, you go out there and say, all righty, here we go. It's true, don't it? doesn't it affect you? Well, it doesn't always affect me well when I'm angry. When I'm really angry, I can't get much done except crying. Do you ever cry when you get Not angry? Not when I sing. It's a bit difficult. <laughs> I have done a bit of crying on stage, though. <laughs> really? Out of what? In Molly Brown, I broke all my ribs in the right-hand side, one right after the other. Oh, no. Then I tore a, a ligament in my foot, which the same time you did. Yeah. And, and uh, then I got acute bursitis. So did I. And then I ended up on the road with severe anemia. Yeah. So during that time, I did a bit of sobbing, like back uh, oh, on stage. Oh, I tell you. But it that. doesn't hurt. It, didn't you find this out that it doesn't hurt half so much when you when get you're on? Right. The minute you get off stage, you think you're going to die. Yeah, when you're on, your mind is on other yeah. things. Well, enough of our ailment. Are you going to um, be in this show beyond next May? I don't know. I really can't say. Are you coming our way? Mm -hmm. Our California way? I just might be. I would love to have you live out there. I'd I tell you where I'd love to live out there is Malibu. Really? Mm. Yes. I adore that. It's beautiful. It's really a great beach out there. And I spent two summers out there, and I just can't find a place I like better. Yeah, that's a beautiful spot. Well, that's a good uh, choice, and I hope you're really thinking about it. When you spend some time in California, we would like to see something of you at our house. We do very informal entertaining, and I think that might be right up your alley. I don't dig big formal parties, no. do you? No, not at all. We uh, sit around and we look at our home movies or we run some outside movies or we play games or we have barbecues. Can you stand games? Mm, not really. No, I, I had an idea. <laughs> Perhaps you wouldn't like games. I'm a word game fiend. I don't know why. It's a relaxation for me, I guess. What do you think you're going to do when you finish this High Spirits show? Well, I'll either do a series or I'll do a movie. A series? Mmm. Oh, how marvelous. I didn't think you would ever be interested in doing a series. You would consider it, is that <laughs> yes, right? Yes, Well, you'll probably do the movie first. If I don't do either, I think I'll go to Europe. <laughs> you just don't know where you're going. No, I know that. But you're I free as that. a bird and you can do all that sort of thing. I think it's wonderful. 
Well, God bless and keep up and don't let anything happen to you in this show. You've had your share of disasters, right? Thank you. And thanks very much for talking to me today. It's kind of, that's the nice thing about doing radio. I get a chance to check up on my friend's activities. And I, uh, <laughs> I otherwise, I, I wouldn't connect with you, I guess. You, you wouldn't find enough time to sit down and chat about what you're doing and what you're going to do. And Okay, Tammy, thank you very much, dear. Thank and you, come Danny. and see us when you're on the coast. I'd love to. Bye-bye. Oh, I see Gary signaling me that our time has run out for today, so we'll see you tomorrow, okay? Bye now. Hi, this is Lucy. Again today, I'm talking to you from New York City. And again today, my guest is Miss Tammy Grimes, who is starring in the Broadway production of High Spirits. After my chat with Tammy on the show yesterday, she asked me a couple of questions that happened to be the same questions many of you have written in about. So I asked her if we could get together again today, and here she is. Tammy? I wanted to ask you something. It seems to me that of practically all the people I've ever met in this business, that you do more than any other actress I've ever met. Well, I do it out of necessity, I guess, usually. Uh... Because I'm running the studio, that adds a, a great deal to it, and it sounds like a great deal, and it was last year. It was almost too much. But now I have uh, someone taking over the overall picture of the studio, and it doesn't take 14 meetings uh, a week. It only takes one or two meetings. But my television show, I have long since gotten down to a workable four days so that I have a very long weekend. I have a longer weekend than most people have from Thursday night to Monday morning at 10 o'clock. The radio show I took on, for a very specific reason, Tammy, I wanted to talk to people as myself, rather than a character. They've only known me in pictures as someone yeah. else, and the Lucy show, and the I Love Lucy show, and even the old radio show I did, I was never as Lucille Ball. I never forgot my radio fans, and uh, that vast area out there that where people are really listening. You see, there's more close attention on radio. And I know this, and I want to talk. I want to talk to people. But when you first started, was there specifically one thing that made you want to do the television, do the films? Is, is that one quality, if there is one kind of big thing that made you want to do all these things, is it the same thing now? Because it takes an enormous amount of work and a kind of dedication and discipline besides your talent and besides your beauty, besides all that, I mean, there's an incredible amount of, of work that just goes into all this. Well, I'm just uh, used to the work and I budget my time and I budget my energies. And I uh, appreciate your asking very much. And you ask if it was always uh, the same reason for the yeah. dedication. I remember I uh, wanted to be in vaudeville when I was a kid. And I didn't stand even a chance. I never got inside of any, even a, a vaudeville agent's office. I tried very hard to get into show business when I was in New York as a kid. And I um, got to be a showgirl for about a week or two at a time. Never opened in a show. I would be fired. But I still wanted to be in show business. That's all I knew. I just wanted to be in show business. And I finally had to give up because I was starving to death and I became a model. And just forgot all about show business and tried to just eat, that's all. Quite by accident, I was asked one day uh, if I would care to go to California for six weeks as a showgirl on a picture. And I expected it to be only for six weeks. I didn't even quit my job, but I never went back. 
I was under contract from then on. Now, from there on, my career just went along very nicely. It never snowballed. I never was a big star. But I loved my work. I never complained. I never felt that I was having anything but a well-paid apprenticeship Mm. for doing something that I liked very much. Now, the reason for going into television emanated first from radio, and my sponsors on radio were getting interested in television when television was quite embryonic, and there was only Arthur Godfrey and Milton Berle, and um, they asked me if I would consider going into television. And I did consider it for one reason. I wanted to be typed. Most people don't want to be typed, but I had been something different. Every time I was in a picture, I was something different, and nobody knew what uh, I was, or even what the character was that I could do the best. I didn't know myself, of course. I didn't know that Lucy would be as wonderful a character for me to portray, but I decided very much that I wanted to be typed. Now, no one knew the great potential of being able to come into millions of living rooms and the instant recognition and the instant love and close feeling that millions of people have after one performance. That all was an unknown quantity when we started. I was always and ever forever grateful, and our business snowballed, and uh, uh, Desi Lu became a very big empire, and I didn't ask for all that kind of uh, activity uh, added to my work uh, working schedule. I, I like my working schedule, never bothers me, but the end result is uh, the same thing that I wished for years ago, and that's just being before the public and making them laugh and making people happy. Does that answer your question? Well, you do that. You do that very well. Thank you. And gee, thanks for asking. <laughs> Gave me a chance to, to explain something. Thanks so much, Tammy. Oh, thank you, Don. As I promised, I'm going to answer as many of your letters as time will allow on the show. I hope I have answered some of your questions in talking to Tammy Grimes. You know, ever since I started talking about teenagers, I've received a lot of mail from parents on the subject, but here's a rather unusual letter from a teenager about parents. Now, because of the very personal nature of this young lady's story, I will simply call her Miss H. She is 18 years old and writes with the perception and the intelligence of one much older. Briefly, she was born in Europe, and not being wanted by her mother, she was sent to the United States to live with relatives, who apparently were not prepared to handle the responsibilities of parenthood. As a teenager, the girl was sent to a reform school where, believe it or not, she found security and understanding for the very first time. She was finally released from reform school and returned to her relatives who then had her committed to a mental hospital to relieve themselves of the responsibility of having to take care of her any longer. She finally got her release from the mental institute with a competency discharge. She was then lucky enough to get a job with an employer who believed in her and allowed her to keep her job. Now she wants to make her life complete. She wants a home. She doesn't know whether to try to reestablish her life with her family or continue alone. She also wants to find her real father, but her mother will not help her in this quest. She wants to know what to do. Well. My dear Miss H, you have just turned 18 and your whole life is before you. You are intelligent, thoughtful, and courageous. Now use your courage and your intelligence and your good health to progress and not look back. We look back only to profit from experiences. Be grateful to your relatives for any possible thing you can remember, but 
Don't force yourself back into their lives again. You have your own life to live, and you can learn to live it beautifully. Try to forget all about your hurts and rejections from all members of your family. Think in terms of building a family of your own someday and prepare yourself for that. I don't think it's important to find your father. Please believe me, life is big, wonderful, exciting, and rewarding. Look forward to yours and try to forget the mistakes others have made in their lives. That's their problem and let it remain. Good luck and God bless. Well, friends, it certainly has been an exciting week for me visiting with some of my friends in New York City. Have a pleasant weekend. Bye. Are you loving Let's Talk to Lucy? Then you have a real treat in store for you. A new episode is being released every week on the SXM app and wherever you listen to podcasts.